grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everyone. How is everybody? Well, I hope you're saying good. It's Monday, I know. Mondays suck, don't they? Mondays are horrible. You know, you just had a nice weekend. You're trying to get back in the flow of things and all that good stuff. Anyway, well, we need to have good stuff here. This is good stuff, too. My name is Charlotte. I'm your, uh, I'm your, I'm your, I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. And this is California Haunts Radio. Come join the conversation. Get in the chat room. Chit-chat back and forth. We'll answer your questions. My guest and I will answer your questions. Anyway, I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state. That means that we have an investigator in practically every county. So if something happens and you think it's paranormal, just shoot us an email and I'll get a team set up to get out there. All right? We can get out there that fast. But we also have branches in Oregon, Nevada, Washington, and Hawaii. Check that out, huh? Anyway, I want to welcome you guys tonight. Great guest lined up. Oh my gosh, great guest. But I need to ask you something. If you're watching from Facebook, please hit that follow button. If you're watching from Twitch, please hit that follow button. And if you are watching from YouTube tonight, please subscribe. Uh, there's a little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner. And uh, it's got a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes head on. That's our mascot. Click on that, subscribe. You'll be able to, you'll be able to know when our videos are going to be coming out. And when they start and all that good stuff. Plus, there's more than 350 videos over there. And they're all varying topics. I'm a journalist, photojournalist by trade. And so I like to vary things. So it's not always about ghostly and creepy stuff. You know, there's other meaningful stuff there. Come on, like, like our guest tomorrow, which I'm going to tease at the end of the show. Okay? And a quick reminder with that is tomorrow's show will be at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So I just want to let everybody know that. Okay? Anyway, my guest tonight. Ah, Lee Happel. He's been on TV a couple of times. He bought a property. A lot bigger, but much like the one my mom and dad and I bought, my, my, my mom and dad bought up north to farm and stuff. But things started happening on this property. Very strange things. And he's going to share that with, he's going to share what happened on this property. We have some photos here as well to share with you. But uh, if you've ever heard of the Beast of Bray Road, well, Mr. Hample's property runs adjacent to Bray Road, okay? So, he's thinking maybe that beast might, might be moving around his property, all right? So, we're going to ask him why he thinks that. But it's just not only a weird animal. There's other things going on. Fogs, lights, you know, there's looks mists that show up out of nowhere. Things, um, strange animal voices in the night. I heard a recording of the gentleman, Eric, who was on investigating this. He was on here a couple weeks ago. And they got a recording. And I heard the recording. And if you guys remember when I had uh, the Sierra sounds on here, that's what the recording sounded like. It didn't sound like an animal, but it sounded more human. This recording that, that Eric picked up. So it's fascinating to, you know, try and figure out what exactly is going on on this property. So I'm sure, you know, at some point, you know, I don't know. You know, we don't know. Look at, look at Sasquatch way up in the woods like that. Nobody seems to picture him really good or anything like that. So who knows? But 
I'll let Lee ta- tell you about what's going on on his property because he has a lot to say about it. All right, so let me bring Lee in. Hello, sir. Hey, hello. Good evening. How are you guys doing out there? Great. It's great to meet you finally. Hey, it's good to good to meet you. I saw you uh, when when Eric was on your show, and yeah, it was a wonderful show. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm fascinated by your 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 case because I mean, you seem to have a lot of stuff going on on this property. It, I mean, it's unbelievable, really. Uh, I I just uh, was not a paranormal type person or cryptid type person. I mean, I was a math teacher 35 years and and uh, just was not in my radar uh, till I bought this property by Elkhorn, Wisconsin in 2007. And I didn't know anything about the Beast of Bray Road. People there do not talk about it. It's talked about much more. Nowadays, it's talked about much more. But still, the people there do not talk about it. My neighbors, and I know they've had experiences, uh, very reluctant to share their experiences. But in 2000, so I bought in 2007, I did not farm there to 2011. I have a neighbor farm for me. I was getting my equipment together and and uh, and moving it up to that location uh, from Northern Illinois. I still live in Northern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Elkhorn's about 35 miles from my place in, in Wakanda, Illinois. Uh, but uh, 2013, September, I had two neighbors were helping me bale hay and they finished, and as you do in Wisconsin, I, I said, what, what do you guys want for, you know, for payment? They said, just get us, I don't know if I can say Coors beer, but get us a, you know, a case of Coors beer, and we're good. So, they were standing at the end of my barn, looking out of my field, and, and one of them said, uh, you know, you know, the werewolf lives back on your property. And I go, well, what are you talking about? The werewolf was back in my property. He goes, yeah, that's what people say, and people have seen it, and they started naming farmers in the area and people in the area who had seen it, and and I had met some of those individuals, and uh, in fact, one of them was the farmer who was uh, farming my property before I, from 2007 till 2011, and he had seen it on Bray Road eating a raccoon. I go, you guys are so full of it, you know, your eyes are brown, but then uh, uh, I put up, started putting out raccoons, and just the first raccoon I put out. I mean, I was uh, an outdoorsman. I mean, I, I grew up on a farm in northern Illinois. Uh, I had uh, hunted and been in the woods a lot, and I put this raccoon on the back part of my property, and I, I dropped it in. Uh, it was in September 2013, and I dropped it into a very deep uh, three foot tall grass and I reached over and dropped it in and I could see it down at the bottom of this nest or this bottom area of the grass. And I came back two days later and it's cut open. It's cut open and the intestines are gone. And I'm looking at it and I'm saying, wait, wait, this is not, this is not normal animal behavior. The only animal I could visualize doing that would be a hawk, mm-hmm. but he'd have to fly down inside this nest area or the you know the in between the grass and drive, fly down three feet and 
and uh, and I go, that's uh, that's sitting pretty hard, difficult, you know. Well, then a couple of days later, it's taken out of this area, and there's no grass knocked down. It's taken out and put in a pile about 15 feet away, and and I go, this isn't a hawk. A hawk can't pick up a, you know, a 10 pound, you know, raccoon and put it in a pile, especially. It was, you know, it was had been three, four days, and it was starting to deteriorate, and, uh, and that was the first thing that happened. It was extremely unusual, and that, that's minor. Now there's been so many unusual activities in my field. It's just, it's uh, uh, very, very strange. Well, to give you guys an idea of what he's talking about with the raccoon, he sent me a photo of a carcass of an animal. I'm going to warn you ahead of time. That it's graphic, so anybody that doesn't want to deal with it can get away from the TV for a while or wherever you're watching. But I'm going to go ahead and show this, and you can describe this photo. Yeah. Yes. Um, the uh, raccoon I then moved up to roadkill deer, and I have put out uh, 19 roadkill deer since 2013. Uh, and Well, I put out 18 in 2000, until 2016, and the DNR then stopped me because it became uh, a chronic waste and disease county. And that's a disease that deer carry. And once they have that disease, you cannot move that the deer in that county. Mm -hmm. So for three years, I was putting out these roadkill deer. This is one from 2015. And it's a representative sample of what happened to, to the deer. Uh, they would be moved. This one was carried about 10 feet and dropped between those two trees. And you can see the two trees there, they're, they're a foot apart. And it wouldn't have been dragged. There was, first of all, there was no drag marks and this was about 150 pound deer. And if it had been dragged, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be wedged between those two trees like that, especially with the head behind the one tree and the left leg behind the other tree. And then the right quarter, and this was not unusual, the right quarter is removed. Now, if you look closely, I don't know if you can zoom in on on the uh, skin. Uh, where's the skin? If you can zoom yeah, in on that. I can't, but the people at home can if they're on their computer. Okay, and it's, but it's not chewed. Um, it's it's cut off, wow. and it's it's a perfect cut all the way around there, and that happened. Um, 18 times and the deer then would be carried away and they were all carried away. So, uh, so that, that's, that's extremely unusual behavior. And, and, uh, that's, that's, that occurred, like I said, 18 times. Um, the, 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 the actually 17 times the 18th deer was stayed there and the coyotes, uh, cleaned that one up and the bones are still there. And that's the only bones that remain from the 18 deer is from the last deer. But it, 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 it's, that wasn't chewed, and it wasn't chewed many times on these deer. So um, it, it was just a, a very, very unusual to see the right quarter removed. Coyotes eat the, the back end, or they'll eat the in, interns because they have the best protein, and, or they'll eat the back end of an animal because that has the most meat. They don't take the front, cut off the front quarter and remove it and take it away. Kylie, Kylie can't do that. We, we don't have wolves or bear there. 
I mean, they, they don't do that either. They they eat the best meat. They don't they don't carry it back. They don't t cut it off and carry it back. So that's just one representative sample that happened to 18 deer that I put out that were roadkill deer. And it's like you say that's it's cut in a way that looks like it was done with some kind of knife. I mean, that's crazy. That's not an animal cut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's one, one deer's head was removed, was cut off. And, and you can see, uh, just a second, I got a cat here. The cat <laughs> stuck in my room here. Can I call my wife Beth? And Absolutely. Beth, come get Riley, the cat. Cat wants to be on camera. Yeah, she's, she's, she's a he's a loving cat, and he got he came in my room here, but uh, he's gonna be a nuisance. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, the the one deer's here. She's just trying to give you love. I know, I know, hon, I know. All right. She's a superstar uh, now. <laughs> Charlotte from California says hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um. But uh, uh, the deer's head was removed, and out in my field, I took that carcass to a. I, I collected that carcass. I took that to a butcher friend of mine, and I said, "Just here, look at this." And uh, how was this head removed from this deer? And he looked at it. And he said, "Well, it had to be with a cleaver. That's this absolutely a cleaver cut to go through the vertebrae like that." And I'm thinking now he he doesn't know anything about what's out in my field. I'm thinking if, if there's somebody running around my field with a cleaver, I, I'd rather see the dog man, you know, the beast than somebody with a cleaver out in my field. But there there's nobody with a cleaver out in my field. It, it's, it's not going to happen. So uh, so it's it yes, there there are tools involved in many of this, the deer situations. Yes. Yes, yeah, fascinating. Now, how many acres is is your farm out there? Uh, 35 acres. It's okay. 35 acres. It's okay. not, that's not large in terms of farm. Now, right. some of the activity has occurred uh, while my cameras have been on my farm and, and looking at, at, you know, around the neighbor's farm. So um, the lights and the orbs and that is, it's all been within about a 50 acre space and which is very small. And it's, it's farmland. It's, it's got, uh, trees on the uh, there's some there's some woods west of me uh, in between me and Bray Road. There's a significant significant woods there that is very very overgrown with uh, blackberry bushes and under under bushes, and that's impossible to walk through. But yet, there winter tracks. I'll I'll, I'll track the 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 tracks are very distinct. They're two to four feet apart. And they uh, uh, go in a very straight line, like a model, and uh, and and they'll walk right through that woods. They, yeah. they like they're oblivious to it. I, I've seen that many times. And when we talk about tracks, you sent me some photos. So let's look at this one. Yeah, that's that's a, a track I've seen hundreds and hundreds of times, and many people, I've brought people up to my farm to see that or. My brother Fred and uh, he he's was on the Eric Minto uh, video, um, the Beast of Bray Road, alive and well. And if you 
again, I don't think people can see it, but it's got five toes. Yes. I don't know if you can zoom in, five toes. Then there's a center pad and there's a heel pad. It's a five-toed, seven-pad track, and it's canid because you can see the toe marks, the the nail marks uh, mm -hmm. off of the toes. If it'd be feline, then it wouldn't have the nail marks. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's no animal in the world that has that track. Never has. Right. right. Uh, people have explored, looked on YouTube, or I'm sorry, on, on the internet, and there's been no animal in the world, no no canid animal. Now there is a five-toed um, feline cat, cat in Siberia that has five toes, but it only has six pads. It does not have the center pad. And but as far as canid, there's no there's never been one. And yet I've seen that track hundreds of times, hundreds of times. I think I sent you a couple I, mm -hmm. that I've taken. Yeah. I, I've cast yeah. it and. In fact, I'm going to show another one here uh, that you measured. Yeah, there you can get the measurement. It's about three inches by three and a half inches, three and a half inches long, three inches wide. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a large track for, in terms of its wolf size. Uh, coyotes are very small, like two to two and a half inches. And it's, it's the size of a wolf pad. Uh, three and a half long and three inches wide. Uh, and, and there you can see, again, I tried to zoom in, you can't zoom in, right, but right, right. there you see the five toes around the outside of the center pad. Now that one, the heel pad, is not as prominent. It's it's not as prominent as was the other track. Many mm -hmm. times it walks on its toes and the heel pad isn't as prominent in some of the prints. Um, now, uh, I was cruising the internet looking at stuff, you know, to do research on this thing. Now, there's actual, there's actually a strange photo of what looks like some kind of creature standing on the edge of a field at your place. That's out there. In, in, in my pictures, or no, no, somebody else's pictures. Yeah, yeah. A lady uh, just Goddard, just... Linda Goddard. Pardon? Yeah, I think it's Linda Goddard, right? Was doing research. I think it's on her site. Uh, no, Linda. Linda has been out to my field many times, okay. and I'm in the book uh, as Roy Smith. Um, Penguin Tarcher would not use my name, but uh, right. Monsters Among Us by Linda Godfrey. And I told right. them they could use my name, but yeah. they didn't. I, I think that's where I saw it because she has that uh, blog page that she has, and she even used Roy Smith on there. And it showed like the, the, this 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 little black you know being, like way off in the field. Yeah, I that's my picture. Yeah, yeah, it's it that that uh, there's a tree that's right near, and I don't I don't know if I can send you pictures now. I don't know. Um, there's a tree that is right near, and that tree is 14 feet tall, and it's a quarter mile from my camera, mm -hmm. and uh, and that that figure is six to seven feet tall. And when I saw, I've seen it twice. Um, it, and uh, the second time I saw it was uh, May 11th, 2021, this last year. And I got some pretty good pictures of it. Uh, but it's a quarter mile away. I was using my iPhone. Um, and uh, and I knew it was huge. I knew it was very large. Uh, and and I, I, sent, I have an individual, he, he worked in Hollywood as a cameraman, now he works in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I will he he's interested in the pictures because he said like the the light pictures and the orb pictures I can't have those but I sent him I said I saw it and I have pictures with my iPhone he said oh I have an app that will tell you how large it is and so I sent him the picture that I had and in the in the app takes account the uh, distance and the I guess the focal length and, and all all the, those vari variables in a picture and it, it, it the the app said it was uh, the shoulders were three to three and a half feet wide, and then it was six and a half to seven feet tall. And and I watched it for three minutes. And I took pictures of it. It's it's it was huge. It looked like shack out there to me. But uh, walking around, I mean, it, it was huge. And uh, but again, now the iPhone, the phone, of course, is not designed to be taken, you know, uh, telephoto pictures of our phones are designed for selfies or close up here, closer pictures. So, but it's, it's very visible on, on, on the, on the photo and the pictures I have. It was Linda Godfrey. Linda, I apologize. I had a brain fart. I'm sorry. What? It's Linda Godfrey. I apologize. I, I had a brain fart. What did you say? I'm sorry. I said Goddard, Linda Goddard. Is what oh, I said. yeah, it's Linda Godfrey. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, I apologize, Linda. Very, uh, I know oh her, so gosh. I apologize. She's, she's, a, she's an unbelievable lady, and, and uh, she's just been, I mean, she's put herself out there since the early 90s. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, uh, that's not always been pleasant. I mean, people, you know, uh, were, you know, uh, uh, I, you know, I'm making, I, I shouldn't say making fun, but we're, you know, uh, making comments and she's, she's been steadfast and her, her work is excellent and yeah, read her books. Oh, absolutely. Let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> you, you buy this piece of property. People are telling you the werewolf lives out there. When, yeah. When yeah. Did you know this odd things start happening out there. I'm sorry. What? When did you notice that that odd things were happening out there? Well, I I farmed in 2011, 2012, mm -hmm. <coughs> totally unaware. But I don't live there. I I live in Northern Illinois, and I would go up and, you know, cut the hay and 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 bale the hay and put it in my barns and 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 I so I wasn't there a lot. But 2013, September 2013, when my neighbor told me uttered the famous words to me the werewolf lives back on your property I, that's i don't want to hear that but anyway but uh th then i'd say within three four days i put that first raccoon out right. i was driving on the road and i saw a raccoon and he told me that the, excuse me, the individual farmer who was farming with, for me at that for two weeks or for three years um had seen it on bray road eating a a raccoon so I, well, i'll pick it up and i'll throw it out on the back part of my property and uh okay. so i did and that's right away that one was cut open and the inside and the interns were gone now 15 cameras later uh i have over a hundred thousand pictures on my computer uh <coughs> many many deer and uh, carried away and smell the smells been out there the, the tracks uh lights orbs ufos uh other very strange unknown and uh, uh 
creatures have been on my camera. I have in my camera and, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, uh, it just, it's, yeah, it's just been an interesting, uh, research for a retired math teacher. You know? Absolutely. And also what I was going to say, um, you also get other things like, 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 like weird mists that show up on the property. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> the, the deer that like the camera either doesn't take pictures or right. this mist comes. Now that's, you got hair hang there. That's hair I collected. You know what I mean? Uh, Nothing's working for me today. All right. Anyway, yeah, the weird mist. I'll take that The off. mist, the first deer that I put out, my brother Fred brought, um, and, uh, and I was a, in, in Wisconsin, you used to be able to call and you got a number. And they, you could you could pick up the deer, and then they stopped that in 2016. Gosh. But uh, that that mist that stayed there in a bright clear day. Um, I think that was 2013. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. That was the first deer, and and that mist came and stayed right over the deer. And when I came back uh, the next morning, then the deer's gone. It was had. That deer had been picked up. It was a small deer. It was just a 75-pound deer. Mm -hmm. But it had been picked up, carried uh, over to my fence line, which is a barbed wire fence, dropped, uh, dragged through the fence, then carried over to the, then picked up, and then carried, I tracked it for a half a mile uh, through a cornfield. And uh, it carried that deer for a half a mile. Um, and it, the mist would come. You know, and then and the deer would be moved, or the deer would be removed. Uh, that is, that is, that happened. You know, uh, last week uh, a, a miss came, and and uh, I had fried chicken out because I can't <coughs> I can't put out deer, but I put out fried chicken and steak bones or uh, soup bones and stuff. And uh, the miss came, and the chicken was gone, or there's no pictures. Right. It won't take pictures for two, three days, and the deer will be there, or and uh, and then the deer's gone, or it, it's right in front of a working camera. I should have dozens and dozens and dozens of pictures of uh, of the beast, and I have some. I sent you a couple. Right. Yeah. Now, a question I have too is: um, Have you heard it? Does, it? does it make noises? Like I know Eric picked up something out there. But yeah, heard <laughs> I never, I, I've um, never been able to record the sound. He, he, mm -hmm. he got a very good uh, sound. Um, I've been out there. Uh, oh, well, that howl. Uh, my, my one neighbor. Now he, he, he's heard that, and now he won't, he, he won't work in the shop after dark because that's um, right next to. My farm is right next to his bar, his shop area, his barn and shop area. But uh, yeah, there, there's been. I was talking on the telephone to uh, one 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 uh, guy. He's been helping me a lot in the last three years, and uh, he's he's excellent. And um, I was talking, and all of a sudden, I mean, it was close. It was really a loud. Uh, he could he could hear it over the phone, uh, and I was sitting in my truck. Uh, just out there, just watching, and and I've seen orbs out there. I've seen lights out there with my eyes, but most of them are infrared range, mm -hmm. uh, the light shafts and the orbs. And I see them with my night vision cameras. But um, 
that was extremely loud and that was i would call that a, a low growl uh growl to a yelp sound it was it was very very unusual sound and uh and i've tried to get audio uh that's activated by the sound mm -hmm. but i can I, I don't seem to anything like that is uh is available to have a like my camera's motion and heat that sets it off although i get thousands of false triggers um there's nothing in them and <clears throat> and there's um you know there's i'll get i got 1800 false triggers in one week on my camera and there's nothing in them but uh uh so yeah i've heard i've heard other sounds out there uh voices uh in my field uh, you could sound like people talking, but you couldn't understand what they were saying. Mm -hmm. And I have a, 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 another friend. He was he was out there. He heard the voices, uh, and they're coming right from a a wooded area that there's nobody there. It's, it's right. my my property is very isolated. There's no farm, you know. And uh, the the voices are weird because it sounds like it's English. It sounds like you should understand it, but you can't understand it. It's it's, and I've heard those out there. Uh, so, yeah, and and there's been some metallic sounds. There was a doom sound. In fact, my friend was with me uh, that particular night. Very loud the doom. It went the doom, and there's there's nothing. <laughs> What's gonna make that sound out there? That was very loud. We both heard that very. That was very loud, and uh, there's been other metallic sounds too, which is strange. Um, you see, before <laughs> you bought the property, how long did the other owner own, have that property? Do you know? Here, just a second. I'm gonna get a drink here. Got my orange. Okay, thank you. Yes, before you bought the property, how long did the, did the other owner tell you how long he had it? Yeah, oh yeah, I know the history of um, the husband and wife purchased it. Um, the property, the husband and wife purchased it would have been 65 years ago. They both passed, but they purchased it 65, <laughs> 65 years ago. And, um, and then the son purchased the 80 acres from them and mm -hmm. I think 2000 and then then he divided it up and he moved up to northern uh, Wisconsin and he sold a 35 acre and a 35 acre plots and the 10 acres went with the buildings that were there and so he divided that up and I bought one 35 acre plot but uh, Pat and Bill were the own original owners from 65 years ago and uh, they uh, they had not said anything to me mm -hmm. until about 2016 when I saw I'd had cameras out for three years and there was uh, my one neighbor, she, uh, their, their daughter, it's kind of a complicated story, but their daughter then bought that 10 acres and she was living there and she had grew, growing up there. And, uh, and so I told her that, you know, I showed her some pictures of that very large animal that was, you know, a creature that was at least seven feet tall by that tree. And I said, just be careful. And she said, 
well, we, she said, I only walk the mornings when my dog will go. She said, some mornings my dog won't go with me, then I don't walk. So I go, okay, you know. And uh, I said, you know, you grew up here. She said, well, yeah. I said, okay, any experiences? And she goes, well, yeah. I was 10 and a UFO, we, my cousin and I were playing and there was a UFO landed right there in the field. And we told my aunts and uncles and they, it was behind the, some buildings there. And I said, how big was it? She said, the size of a house is huge. And we looked at it and then we ran and told them and then they came and looked, but it was gone. And then the, the the lady who had purchased it 65 years ago, Pat, uh, and I was in my barn and she came over and she said, Lee, she said, I just want to tell you, if you go out there at night, be careful. And I said, do you want to tell me more? She goes, no, just, I'm just telling you, when you go out at night, just be, be careful out in your field. So people won't talk about it. So I don't know what experiences Right. Uh, other than the daughter who had growing up there had seen the UFO when she was 10. But it hasn't, that's the other thing too that I'm thinking about too, the times you've been out there, it, you've seen it in the distance. Has it approached your place at night or anything like that that you're aware of? I mean, I, I've had, uh, it, it stays towards the, the west end of my field, which is a half mile from my barns uh -huh. and my barn. And um, uh, one night, uh, uh, I, I stay up there if I'm baling hay, you know, you cut the hay and then you, you got to tend it and then you got to rake it and then, you know, then bale it. And so it's a three, four day process. So I stay up there. I uh, still do stay up there during that prime time period. I had a helper with me. Uh, he was a young gentleman and uh, we were sleeping in there and in my barn, I have a, a, a couch and stuff in there and, and we were sleeping inside the barn and but yeah something something hit uh i mean about two o'clock in the morning something hit about eight feet up in the air on on the end of my barn and i, I okay you know so we go we, oh, okay you know <laughs> and uh it, that was probably about 2015 right in there and but there there hasn't been uh, as much activity up by my barn as there is out in the far, in the farther end of my field, away from uh, away from my barn. Sure, sure. Yeah, I was just wondering because I mean, if that thing, you know, if it's been there all this time, you know, maybe maybe it lays claim to your property. We don't know, you know, but it seems like it just wants to do its own thing and just go its merry way. Well, it plays games with me. I mean, it <laughs> it's it's very intelligent. It. It plays games that, that uh, carries away a deer a couple of times and brings it back. And okay, <laughs> and uh, uh, it, I put out. I just recently, just last two weeks ago, I put out a a uh, <clears throat> post. Uh, it was a. Uh, it's a. It's called a shepherd's hook. Mm -hmm. And I do experiments. I've done hunt. You know, experiments, experiments, experiments. Trying to. And I have dozens of, of results from these experiments. And this experiment was, start, I started actually July 1st. I put out a shepherd's hook and they're like spring steel. They're very strong. Sure. And you hang, you know, hang plants on them or, you know, in gardens and stuff. And you know, they have two hooks on them. So I thought, well, I'll put that out there. And I put a wind chime on there just to see, 
what if that would create any uh any type of um activity you know and if he come play games well he come he come i should say he but it, it and let's see a week it wasn't touched then it was turned 180 degrees and bent over he bent that thing that that's like spring steel and and uh he bent it down and like whoa and i look at my camera no pictures for three days you know and so i so i put it back i put it back and uh i didn't straighten it. i couldn't i would have had to take up the vice to straighten it mm-hmm. pound on it so i just put it in so that it was still vertical and then two days later it's it's leaning way over again he, he came back and, and again two days there was no i was there I set it up. Two days later, I came back, and it was leaning at a 45-degree angle, bent way over, and the camera did not take pictures for those two days. Hmm. So he, play, he plays games. He, 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 I mean, I, I now I have three soup bone out on top of a barrel, so we'll see what he does there with that. So There you go. Um, it just seems like, you know, um, this could be related to extraterrestrials. I mean, like when you talk about, you know, the camera is not working, you know, it's affecting the electrical. And there's also reports, you know, from people about these mists, like you're talking about these mists with Sasquatch even. There's these mists that appear and then, you know, you'll see orbs and then Sasquatch mm-hmm. disappears. Like it's you, Did I send you the mist where I'm in the mist? Yes. Yes, you did. That's an interesting picture, if you want to put that up. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Uh, yeah, well, extraterrestrial, I mean, another portal. I have pictures of portals, um, lights coming through, uh, just an oval shape uh, for like 20 minutes. I have those pictures. Uh, I mean, in in, in tr- snow tracks, I'll be, I'll be walking along and I'll be tracking it. And all of a sudden it just stops. Right. Yeah, there's a, there's a, that's a four foot step. That's a four-foot step. I mean, you, you, there's no four-legged animal that can do a four-foot step. That's absolute proof there mm-hmm. that it's a bipedal animal walking in my hayfield. That's in my hayfield. It's a four-foot step. And do you have the right angle? Did I send you the right the right angle one? No, I only have that one. Yeah, I think you do. Let's see. Do you have any more snow pictures? Ah, uh, I mean, I might have it. Hang on, let me look. I thought I sent it to you. Let me move forward and see if I can pull it up. I may have it. Hang on. I'm just fascinated by this because. Yeah, that, that four foot. He took four foot steps on a straight line. I mean, you, you try and go four foot, you're going to wobble. You're going to have straddle, which is uh-huh. the differentiation between the, you know, the, the left and right uh, feet or whatever feet or one foot or two feet. And he went all the way across my field. That's that's four hundred yards, four foot steps in a straight line. I mean, that's tremendous balance, and and that's got to be a large to do that. And here it's snow. Tracks are facts, and those are tracks. And and uh, it it it's it's it's. I mean, the balance it take to go that far and not deviate from a very, very straight line. Right, right, right. Let's see if I have that. Um, what do you think? 
in, in your opinion, what do you think is going on? Just, 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 just throw a theory out there. It, well, I mean, I mean, it, it, I was a math teacher, and math by induction is 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 a valid proof. Uh, you, I, I don't know how deeply we want to go into this, but you know, the the activity which I've seen is not coyote, it's not deer, it's not a person. They, the, the people can't do what the, this th this thing does out in my field. It can't. A person can't go across my field with, you know, uh, canid tracks at four feet apart. So it's not the any animal that is there. The bear have not been in the area, and they're not bear tracks. So it right. brings it to it brings it to absolute proof to my mind that there's a. Uh, well, I've seen it twice, you know. Um, and the one time it had these luminous red eyes. They were extremely bright. And, and they stayed bright 40 feet, 40 feet out in my field. And the, my truck wasn't reflecting <coughs> lights that or eyes that far out. Right. But uh, it's absolute proof there's a dog man or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it looks like uh, some of the pictures it has. When I saw it May 11, 2020, it appeared to have a muzzle on the one profile picture I got of it, and they appeared to have dog ears. So, I mean, yes, uh, that that's out in my field, but that's only part of the story. I mean, you have the smell that comes. You have the 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 uh, light shafts. I have thousands of pictures of light shafts that stop and start. Mm -hmm. I, I think I sent you some. You can't you can't have my cameras cannot stop light. MIT has a camera that costs like five million dollars, and they find they can stop light. My game camera from Moultrie for two hundred fifty dollars is not going to stop light, but I have thousands of pictures of light being stopped. So, it's in, in the orbs. The orbs come up to my truck and <clears throat> play games with me, and and uh, I think I sent you some orb pictures. And yeah, yeah. so there's it's there's things here that I talked to a quantum physicist. And I, I said, can I have infrared orbs in my field? Because you can't see them with your, with your naked eye. Although I have seen some orbs. Linda and I have seen some orbs, and I've seen other orbs. Sometimes they're in our light, in our, uh, light range, mm -hmm. which is, of course, we, we, can, we can see red. Very few animals can see red. There's a couple snakes that can see red. Right. But nobody can see infrared. And uh, sometimes the orbs are. I've seen orbs uh, three times in our light range. Mm -hmm. But most, I have a hundred pictures of videos of orbs, and they're in the infrared range. Right. And I talked to a quantum physicist. I said, "Can I have infrared orbs in my field?" He goes, "Absolutely not." I said, "Do you want to see some videos of them?" And he goes, "No." I said, "Why not?" He said, "Because then I'd have to prove that your camera is malfunctioning." Right. Right. And and I I bought I have two three cameras of night scope cameras, and you know and and other people have come in with, uh, with uh, night scope cameras, not the flare cameras, because that takes heat. You need to have a night scope camera, not a flare camera. But uh, uh, while the flare cameras, some people have caught, uh, you know, walking figures, uh, walking bipedal animals out there, bipedal figures, I should say. Mm -hmm. But uh, he said, no, I'd have to. I have to find why, find out why your camera's malfunctioning. I talked to another astrophysicist or um, nuclear physicist, not nuclear. I'm sorry, quantum physicist, 
mm-hmm. and I said, is there any way I could get, uh, and he, and I know him, I'd get a grant. I mean, could, I couldn't get the grant, but you know, some professor could get a grant because I would like to see the study, maybe the PhD degree right. or, or something along those lines. And he goes, no, no, the government's not going to give any grants to study, you know, a, a dog man or these, these, uh, what you're telling me is infrared uh, uh, shafts of light and also orbs. Said, no, we're not, I'm not, I'm, you're not going to get a grant for that. And I know, <clears throat> I know my brother is a biochemist and he's got lots of grants and that's how the government works. Mm-hmm. But do we want the government involved? That's a question too. Right. But at the same time, to get qualified answers, we need a scientific, and I've been approaching it as scientifically as I can with my background of mathematics and chemistry. Sure. Uh, but I'm limited. I don't understand cameras real well. I, you know. I'm not a physicist and it's, you know, so I, I, but I do my, I do try to repeat my experiments, which I've done many, many times. And, and many of them have been very repeatable, which is a criteria for a scientific study. Right. You know, but for all we know, the government knows about all this stuff. We don't know, you know, we don't know what's going on. Well, I know, I know the quantum physicists I've talked to, and I know one very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, he he's just not he said you can't have an infrared orb on your field he said you have no source for it and i said well i have shafts of light he goes well you have no sources for these infrared shafts of light i said excuse me i said the problem is i have these on my pic i have pictures of these and i have you know videos of these orbs and he goes well he said you you know your cameras are just not functioning properly i said I've taken my cameras 50 miles away and give them to friends and say, here, use my cameras there. And they work perfectly. I bring them back and I get, you know, 500 false triggers and I get pictures of orbs and lights and, and other uh, UFOs and stuff. I have quite a few pictures of UFOs that are flowing around my property. So, Do you, um, I mean, your farm, you, for, for your farm, do you have cattle on the farm or are you just farming the land itself? No, I have cattle in northern Illinois up okay. there. I just, I just, I just make, I just bale hay. I just make hay on that property. Okay, okay. Yeah. I not- um, you found some hair on the property, and I find it interesting because I'm sorry. What? Wait a minute. You found some fur samples on the property. You got these pictures that you sent me of the hair, and what I find oh, yeah, interesting yeah. about this is all the years. I mean, we we had a ranchette. Up, up in Northern California for like six years. And I have never seen hair samples like this before on the ranch yet. And I used to walk that five acres all the time. You know, we'd be walking. Uh-huh. So let's look at a couple of these. You can t- tell us well, about Well, first of all, look at the, the one I sent you where the hair is, please. Uh, I, I sent you a, a figure, picture of a figure close to the camera and you can see the long hair on on the figure if I, if I pulled it up hang on i mean i pulled it up just hang on it, it's i sent you a couple right. po- very close that i have that have to be the the beast or the creature or the dog man this because is the one, okay, it, first off, this is the one i find fascinating is this guy here yeah yeah that's that's a hair sample i found in 2015. Right. 
but if you look at the you can see this hairstyle or hair uh on the one figure that uh, one picture i sent you i don't know okay. Uh, okay. um i don't know if you it, it shows it shows hair very long hair uh on a figure that's close to the camera okay what i'll do is I'll, so I'll put those on the website because we didn't have space on them on here for this okay I will post them. I will All right, this 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 is a hair sample I found in uh, 2015. Okay. Uh, and it's uh you can yeah, you have you have some more yeah and it's it was had white hair in it and it had uh, long strands of, of brown or black hair brown hair. And uh, I I contacted university they wanted two thousand dollars to even look at it. Right. And so I bought a uh, microscope. Uh, uh, not a not a micro uh, my microscope with a with a camera on it, and so the pictures you have after this, you have uh, the other picture I sent you of the close ups of this. Let me see if this is in here. Yeah. Right? Now, if you, I know people might not be able to see it, but if you look at the white hair, it's absolutely clear. It mm -hmm. looks like it's uh, it looks like it's an optic fiber. It's, it's an absolute clear. There's no sheath. There's no uh, you know, center to it. Uh, there's no, uh, it's, it, it's, and I sent these pictures, I did send these pictures to a, a, a guy who said he would tell me what it is. And then he sent back and he told me it was, it was uh, manufactured fiber. I go, well, it was out in my, out in my fence line. It was two feet off the ground on a bush. And I, I don't, think there was any manufactured fiber you know cloth out there i mean right. and i said it's he said well it's not hair mm -hmm. so <clears throat> i did contact the university of wisconsin and i said do you identify hair and they go well we'll, we'll do dna on here dna on hair but mainly we just do it for we'll know what it is it's a cougar then we can tell where if it's in Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, and we know it's a cougar, then you know we can tell you if it came from you know Wyoming or you know the the, mm -hmm. the DNA of that particular animal. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, this is a dog man, and, and now can you can you tell me where he came from? You know, and the lady goes, no, we we can't we can't tell you where a dog man came from because they don't exist. Right. Right, right, right. So I paid the two thousand dollars to have it. They just come back with unknown because the the one gentleman I did send it to, he said it's not hair. It's 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 a manufactured fiber, but it's not. It's it was out in my field and right. Yeah, I just find that that that, that fur you know so fascinating. I never see anything like that ever. And I'm like you. I have a microscope, you know, I'm out there. If I find any fur out in the field up there up north, I'm curious as hell to see what it is, you know, to take a look at it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And let's say I, say I bought this microscope, and it, it uh, magnifies very, very well. The, the the individual I sent the hair to, he's a biologist, and he said, oh, no, you got, you have very good magnification, and it's very clear, and he said, it's just not hair. Okay, it is hair. Mm-hmm. So. so have you been outside at night and seen stuff in the sky, like craft or anything up there? Okay, so I've been out at night. I don't think you're close enough to your... Okay, go ahead. Say, Have I been out there? 
Yeah, like at night. What, what have you seen in the sky at night? You know, or have you seen anything? Oh, I mean, yeah, I spent many. Um, well, I mean, I spent all night out there, and there's been lots of uh, many unusual activities. Uh, I've had probably Eric and you know Bucks County, and and uh, there's a group from. Well, I probably had six, seven camera crews or Travel Channel was there. Of course, uh, Discovery Channel with Josh Gates was there. Mm -hmm. um, no, nobody's really made it past midnight. Uh, uh, there's been some Skinwalker Ranch individuals or nods of that. They, they've been there. And, and by midnight, <laughs> they're, they're, they're chased out of there. <laughs> they have these ghost boxes and... And the one group uh, had uh, uh, the they had a van and it's and that's on it's called Wisconsin Skinwalker Ranch. It's on YouTube and I don't know if I can plug those things or not, but it's it's a sixty minute video. It's, it's pretty good. And uh, there the ghost box, which I don't know anything about. Right. The 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 guy that they started talking to and and they, and it said, "Please drive," you know, "Please drive," and so. They came up to my barn at like eleven o'clock, and I said, "What? What are you doing?" And they go, "Well, we were asked to leave." And I go, "Well, no, <laughs> no, I own the farm. Nobody can ask you to leave." And they said, "Well, it was the person." So, uh, no, there's been, yeah, it, it's. I've seen lights. I've seen mist out there. Mist is. Uh, that's that's very unusual. I mean, if you if you have the one where I'm in the mist and my half my body's gone. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it's, it, that mist is, does not behave. It's, you can't see it, uh, uh, you know, but if you shine lights through it, then you can see it or you can see it with night scope. Guys, I will be posting all these photos on the website underneath this, this video so you guys can see Okay. It. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I thank you. I mean, this was, all these photos you sent me were fascinating. In fact, I spent hours and hours looking at them. You know, like well, you place. you should come to Elkhorn, Wisconsin, <laughs> and I have a hundred thousand photos on my computer. There we go. <laughs> I have I have a, a real nice hour uh, demonstration video or uh, photos that I show to people uh, that kind of gives a synapse to the whole thing. But uh, uh, it's yeah, it it's. Uh, it, it's uh, it's been very very strange and people say well why what you're gonna keep doing i go yeah they, i keep getting you know i put that this last week i put out that uh, spring steel yeah and he bent he bent it over he bent the thing jeez i was gonna straighten it out i couldn't straighten it out i put my vice and pound on it so but Do you he, ever he's very strong he he carried away two hundred pound deer. Just picked them up and carried them away. So that's scary. Oh you yeah. You ever he, feel like you're being watched when you're walking around the property? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's been several times um, I put my camera up and I'll, you know, <clears throat> go and explore some and walk. You know, I'll walk around my field or I walk around my neighbor's field, right? You know, right next to mine. And I'll walk around that and like the one time I set the camera up. Uh, and I walked, I walked in front of it because I always kind of walk in front of it to check, make sure it's, you know, I know that it's working when I check the SD card. Right. And I probably went for about a 10 minute walk. I was, I was following some tracks of it. 
uh, and uh, that, that five-toed seven-pad track, and I was following that. And then I came back, and my truck was parked right where I had put the camera. And the camera had a big, it was like cattywampus. It was like twisted, you know, 45 degrees on, on the post that I put it on. And so I, the next picture you see me straightening it up. And and then when I went to the SD card, here's here's a big finger on the edge of the camera, and it's twisted while I'm walking. And it came right up by my truck and twisted the camera while I was walking, you know, in the neighbor's field. And it's it's it it moves my camera often. It t turns or twists it, or you know, yeah. No, I I think it's. I mean. My truck's been hit with a stick. I was driving along my fence line and 7.30 at night of 2019, September, and I was in Powell, and I, I I, knew my truck had been hit with a stick. I backed up, and and uh, and there was nothing there, but there was a foot-long stick laying in my field right where I got, where I got hit with a truck, where I got hit. So he's, he's like, throwing sticks at me. You know, I mean, there, there was no kids there. There's no people out there. Coyotes, deer can't throw sticks at me, so I had scratches in my truck to prove it. So, do you think it might be because you're getting too close to where he it sleeps, or I mean, you're just getting too close to something that it feels possessive over? I, I think he plays games. I, I, I mean, it, my truck was windows open. I'm sure he could have thrown it through the window if he wanted to. I mean, or he just didn't grab you or something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, there's been times. When you hear it walking in, you know, like Eric, they heard it in the cornfield, mm -hmm. and you can hear it walking, and that's rustling. That's scary. And I know how big it is. I know how strong it is. I've seen it, you know, we're carried away by deer, 200-pound deer, and just pick them up, carry them away. <clears throat> I can't do that. I have trouble loading my trucks alone. I have big trouble. I have to put ropes on and pull them up and, and uh, you know, time i mean they're they're all they're all over the place their legs are going in one direction and right you know and uh and it, it, it picks it up and carries them away so i know how big it is i know how strong it is so uh but if it wanted to hurt me it could have hurt me many times already but right. Right. that's why my neighbor you know she she like lived there 60 years and she said lee if you go out at night just be very very careful so there was certainly something that occurred either with her, her husband, or with the kids mm -hmm. uh, during the time they, they were farming it because she came, she deliberately came over to my barn to tell me that. You know, I was thinking when you said that you can hear it in the woods, I know when we had the house up north, you could hear the deer. I mean, you know, like, like when we would sleep with the windows open and you could hear the deer because if we had like a maybe four foot tall fence, you know, around the one uh, home area. And they would jump over the fence, and you could clearly hear them walking around. But you could tell when it wasn't a deer. I mean, that's how quiet it is when you're out on acreage like that. It's very quiet. And after a while, you can tell the difference in the different sounds of the animals. And we could tell yes. when it was a deer mm -hmm. and when it was a bobcat. You know, you, you could tell that it's a different football. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I mean, uh, I have heard deer. Uh, but, the, the, yes, it, it's it's... It's a different type of foot strike, a different type of, of rustling. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. Well, like you say, if, it, if it, this thing wanted to hurt you, it, it probably would have hurt you by now. You know, so. Yeah, it, yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, I still, I still 
you know, I take out, uh, I don't take out a gun. I take out a, if I go out and I'm going to spend time out there at night, I take a, a flare gun, which I purchased, which is for, uh, you know, for a warning or, or for, if you, for marine, marine use, if your yeah. boat is stuck, it's a flare, a, a flare gun. I take that out. I offered that to Eric and Dominic when they went out and they said, oh, no, we'll be fine. Well, 45 minutes later, they came flying back on my ATVs and came in my shed and said, oh, okay, we should have taken the flare. That, that thing was right there and it's coming up on us. And they were only out there 45 minutes. And they, <laughs> that thing, they got the yell, the howling and the growling. And and uh, they said, we should have taken your flare gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be, I mean, it did. You have, I saw those photos, you know, that, that, that you took of it, and it's fascinating to see because there's definitely something out there that's that, that, that's tall, you know, over the crops. You know, you, you can actually see the head on it and everything. Yeah. So you have, um, like you say, you have thousands you know, or lots of photos of this thing. Is it always the same, look the same in the photos to you? Or is it just... Well, I mean, some of the camera, like the ones I sent you, the, right. that camera's five feet off the ground. And I'm looking at the one looks like pectoral muscles. Uh, the other one looks like a maybe an arm and a shoulder or, or something with the long hair. And uh, I mean, it's 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 not a person. There's no people out in my field. I mean, it's it's my private property. There's no the houses are very. Uh, I mean, they're farm farm buildings very far apart, and there's no people out there. Plus, somebody'd have to come in a put on a, what what's that, a grilly suit or something? Right. And then, and then walk out in my field and then go, and then go through that woods. If they come from Bray Road, they got to come through that woods, which is heavy, heavy underbrush. I can't walk in there. Mm -hmm. And then through a cornfield and, or a bean field, whatever's growing there. I'm a, I'm a quarter mile from Bray Road, um, my, the, the west end of my property. And uh, then come and stand in front of the camera. I mean, it's just not going to happen, you know. Right. It's just, it's just right. And and uh, yeah. And so, so those those pictures I sent you. That's five feet. That camera's five feet off the ground. And absolutely. Like I said, we'll have them up on the website. Um, do you think to, to conclude all this tonight? Do you think that the beast lives on your property? No, I, I don't think. I mean, I, I've I've seen tracks start. Okay. I mean, in, in my field, I'll be going along, and all of a sudden, here, here's two tracks side by side. I have pictures of those. You know, it landed in my field and then walks away, and then, then it'll walk quarter mile, and then they just stop. The tracks stop in snow. I mean, it, 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 it. I, I called my brother and I said, "Get up here! This thing just it was like 2016, 17." I said. And he lives 50 miles from my property. And uh, my brother Fred, he's on that video, um, Beast of Bray Road, Alive and Well, by the Eric Mintel. But uh, I, he said, well, you tell me it parachuted in? I go, that's what it looks like. It looks like it landed and walked away. So it, no, it, it is. Now, in mathematics, it's, it's Einstein developed mathematics that showed there's multiple, multiple universes. Right. And, uh, you know, people call them alternate universes. But mathematics has indicated and has proven that there are multiple universes. And 
Now, whether I have I have pictures of portals, lights coming through round uh, uh, a round area that lights are coming through it, and they're not <coughs> they're not <coughs> deviating from that. Mm -hmm. from that uh circle space or oval space and so <clears throat> i mean it, it's 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 uh it, it it can't it can't parachute in and walk away and then just end i i dozens of times it just the the, the tracks just end and i've had people come and look okay can you guys find another track here in the snow and nope it just ends absolutely lee thank you so much for coming on i learned so much about this I've read books on the topic, but I've, it's nice to get it from, from the owner. Oh, you're more than welcome. This has been very pleasant. You've been a very, very good host. Thank you very much. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties on the photos, but... <laughs> yeah, that's okay. No, that's, that's fine. It happens. So, yeah, I will get those and the video up on, it, on, on the California Health Radio it, website. Is it 930 already? Yes, sir. We wow. Have, we have that talked for an hour. <laughs> Very quick. So about your beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the werewolf lives back on your property. That's not what you want to hear. You know. No, not when you move in. No. Oh, by yeah. the way, leave some meat out for it every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with the property. And if I ever get up in that area, I want to go out and check it out. Hey, you come on by. You you'll you'll be very. You'll have a very pleasant. Well, you'll have an experience. I'll say that much. So. I have adventurous people on my team. I have people I can use for bait too. No, no, no. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much, Lena. I'd, I'd love to have you on at a later date to talk, you know, to, to talk with updates and all this. Sure, sure. Okay. No, no. okay. You got, thank you all so right. much. It's been very thank pleasurable. You so thank all you. All right. Well, get some rest. And uh, when's the next time you're going to be going out there? Uh, I'll be going up. Uh, I got to go pick up hay, my wife. Here in, in Illinois, we have cows and five cows and horses and sheep and goats so i have to go get hay i'll be going up to get hay on wednesday so does your wife ever go up there with you oh yeah she yeah she but she takes the dog she <laughs> she if she goes to get hay out of the shed then she takes a dog with her because uh she's seen my vi pictures and videos <laughs> and and uh yeah so <laughs> she doesn't take any chances so gotcha. I, I, can, I can see why okay <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. How can people find you? You don't have a website or anything. Um, I, I have a blog, I think, but okay. I, I, it's hard to keep up. It's called uh, Lee Hample's Hayfield. Okay. Um, okay. Or contact me on Facebook. But, uh, okay. yeah. No, I don't have a website, no. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again so much. And I, okay. I so appreciate it. All right? Uh, thank you. Very pleasurable. Thank you so much. Yep. Good night. Yeah. You have a good evening. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, that was fascinating to hear about that. And I mean, you know, like I said, having the acreage that we had up in Northern California, it can get creepy up there, <laughs> out there at night if you're wandering around the acreage. But I mean, from, from the photos I've seen of him, which of course, again, are going to be on the website, and uh, some of the video stuff I've seen, <laughs> he's got something weird going on up there. And it could be this, the, you know, this beast of Bray Road that is so legendary. I want to thank him again for coming. Again, if you like your if you like the show, you know you're watching from YouTube, click on that subscribe button. If you're watching from Facebook, click on that follow button and Twitch, same thing. All right. And tomorrow we're shifting gears. Tomorrow's going to be an interesting show. It's going to be on at 9 a.m. Pacific, and we're going to 
get involved with the movies. Roger Christensen is a set decorator. And he got called to decorate the set of an unknown director, well, a virtually unknown director named George Lucas. And that set was for Star Wars A New Hope. And he got to figure out, Roger Christensen got to figure out how to decorate, how to decorate the sets. And he created a unique way um, of doing it to make, star, to, to make the stuff look used and old and everything when, when he did Star Wars. Not only that, he did some work with, with R2-D2. They helped create R2-D2. And he's the one who invented the light, who created the lightsabers. So he's going to be with us tomorrow from Toronto at 9 a.m. Pacific. And we're going to be talking to him about that. He won an Academy Award for Star Wars. Then he went on to, then he went on to do Aliens. And then he had some other projects that you guys are going to know about. So if you're interested in, in, in movie history, this is the show to be at tomorrow. So I'm just giving you a heads up. So, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're on the West Coast, you got to get up early to watch the show. But it's going to be pretty cool. All right. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming. I really appreciate you taking the time. I will, within the hour, get those photos up on the website and everything that Lee sent me. There were a lot of photos he sent me. A lot. That's why I was, I, you know, I was trying to pick and choose which ones to use tonight. But uh, I want to thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. Um, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five people. We're equal opportunity here. And you can find us at CaliforniaHaunts.org. That's the paranormal team. Or CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com, where all our videos are. And there's links there to get to the YouTube site because sometimes it's hard to find us. It's hard to find us. Okay. Also, California Haunts uh, doesn't take any money to investigate or anything else. So we uh, mainly survive off donations or out of my pocket. <laughs> so if you can find it in your heart to donate to help us keep the show on the air and keep great guests like Lee coming on, I'd appreciate it. That's PayPal.me at California Haunts. Or if you don't like PayPal, we do have a Venmo site. Just go to Venmo, type in California Haunts. But again, I want to thank everybody for coming. And tomorrow we will be on at 9 a.m. Pacific. And just an FYI, I mean, if you can't make the 9 a.m. show, obviously it'll still be up on Facebook and YouTube for you to see when you get home from work that night. You know, so it's not like you have to get up with the chickens or anything like that. So just an FYI. But uh, I want, again, thank everybody for coming. You know, thank you for your support. And I want to thank you guys again. I did this on Sunday and Friday. Our downloads have increased. Have increased 8, 9, 10 times. And I'm really excited about that. This month looks really strong. And I want to thank all the listeners. Because we're not only getting listeners here in the United States, we're getting listeners from around the world. We got our first donation from Europe last week. And that, last week, and that was from France. So, I mean, we're getting donations. From, you know, getting donations. We're getting interest from all over the world. And I'm really excited about that. That's the direction I wanted to take this. And, and off we go. You know, we're starting to take off like a rocket. And it's because of you. It's because of you guys watching every night to watch this show, the good, bad, and ugly, because there have been some ugly on here, you know, technical stuff and all that going on. But I'm just thrilled to pieces, and I want to thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right? All right, so with that in mind, I'm going to sign off, and I will see you tomorrow morning, because i gotta, I want to do website work tonight, and I'm going to prep everything for tomorrow morning show. All right? So I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good evening. Bye. <music>